Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Monday, December the 22nd, 2012. This is episode number 131 of Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. It is great to have you on board once again. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Thank you always for being on board, downloading, and listening to the show. Dylan Richardson was kind enough to introduce me at the beginning of the introduction. Thank you again, Dylan Richardson, for making Purple Mafia possible. He is the executive producer and creator of thesportstuff.com. Now, this, I promise, is the real episode 131. Uh, (laughs) I recorded last week's show, and I, for some reason, thought it was episode 131. And, well, yeah, yeah, and just, yeah, it was just one of those type of deals. That was actually episode 130, and you saw it that way on thesportstuff.com, but... You heard me say 131, so I promise this is the real one this time. My bad. The Vikings had a real impressive... This time was a real impressive victory for the Vikings. Like, blowing out the St. Louis Rams on the road is one thing. That was kind of cool, 36-22, to but convincingly beating the team with the best record in football outside of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, wow. 12-2 and team. They beat the 12-2 and Houston Texans in, uh, in Houston. That's one of those "Are you kidding me?" moments because uh, I guess I guess I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding, guys. Yeah, we beat Houston 22 to six. Okay, I'll take it. That was absolutely ridiculously awesome. Houston did not get into the end zone. Houston did not get into the end zone. Whoa, amazing! Uh, yes, we do have one call in today. His name is that's right, Sebastian Balls. We're going to get him on the floor right away here. But uh, yep. Yeah, there is no buts. Sebastian Balls, the floor is yours now. Hey, Joey. Can't believe this uh, win. Yeah, I said on the Twitter or Facebook, one of the two pages, that I thought it was unrealistic for us to think that we'll win today. What do I know? Look at me. Yep, just look at me. I doubted us like I do in big games, and look what happens. We won. Can we keep us going against the Red Hot Packers? <laughs> no. Not whatsoever. The Packers are red hot, playing well. Uh, Cowboys lost. Cowboys just lost. Some, when I just called in here. Watching the Bears just beating the Cardinals right now. Saw, or I saw that Washington beat Philadelphia, I believe it was. Ah, uh, man. Can't believe we won. Do you see uh, 
Christian Ponder was called a good game and Schaub was off balance and terrible playing. Yet those two had similar numbers, except for Ponder had a touchdown and Schaub didn't. AP only 86 yards, man. He was contained, contained, and more contained. But what helped was strong defense. And defense wins championships, and our defense is leading us to one with this play, if we can keep it up. All right, thanks for letting me call in. I'll be listening. And I thank you for that call in, Sebastian. Once again, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Great call. First and foremost, before I get to it, though, Hope all of you had a Merry Christmas, and I'm not ashamed to say the word Merry Christmas, because, yeah, a lot of people are afraid and just say Happy Holidays. Well, how about this? Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Uh Uh-huh. There you go, because, well, as far as I'm concerned, December the 25th is Christmas. It's not just holidays. So, that's just the way I look at it. So, (laughs) just call everything what it is. That's the way I look at it. You know? (laughs) Anyhow, um, yeah. Great calling, Sebastian. Thank you. And uh, got to a lot of positive stuff there. Very cool. It was a surprising win, Sebastian. There's no doubt about that. Uh, it really was. It was very fun. Yeah, you had them losing, was it 31-10 to 10 on Facebook. You may have said the same thing on Twitter, but Facebook for sure. He did say it on the Facebook uh, page, of course, Purple Mafia. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a second. But yeah, those of you out there, if you'd like to be like Sebastian, call into the phone lines, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention what show you're going to call into, which is, of course, or, uh, the Purple Mafia show in this case. And uh, there you go. Statement, shout-out, question, comment, blah, blah, blah. There you go. Yeah, so anyhow, yep, surprising win. You would say, no way we beat the Packers. They're red hot. Yeah, they, they beat up on Tennessee pretty bad, and we're going to talk about that later. That was just insanely, uh, yeah, insanely blowout performance by the Packers. But the good news about that is it's just one game. That's the good news. The bad news is, well, they've won a lot of games lately. Yeah, and they're pretty good. But, um, yeah, let's just say I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, though. And it's not because I hate the Packers. I, just, I don't think so. I don't I don't trust them to be a championship team. Uh, Ponder and Schaub, yeah, they did have similar numbers. Uh, they did. But uh, Schaub was just, uh, he struggled. Their, their numbers are similar, but Schaub looked a lot worse. Okay, the score was actually 23-6. to six. Excuse me, I got confused with that stupid St. Louis game with the 36-22. Sixes, threes, and twos. It's basically been a very big, uh, yeah, it's been very familiar the past couple weeks here. It's been, yeah, weird. Okay. And insanely similar. You know, 18 for 32 for 178 yards with Schaub. 16 for 30 for 174 yards with the formats and uh, Christian Ponder. Though Ponder was the only guy who actually threw a touchdown pass in the game. Strong game by Ponder for his standards. For his standards, the accuracy not very high, though. Um, You know, Ponder just is what he is, I guess. Like I said, I'm still going to go with the... I'm still going to say he has no special skills as a a quarterback in this league. And I mean special skills. No, I'm, I'm not seeing them yet. If they randomly, if they show up at some point, great. But I gotta think if he did, we would see hints of them by now. If you guys see special skills out of Christian Potter, don't be afraid to call into this phone line or uh, post on the Facebook page or uh, mention on Twitter, all that good stuff. So yeah, that was a great call. Uh, more to get to though before I move on from it. 
Yeah, Schaub did make some terrible passes down the stretch. He was not that great. He, he really wasn't. And Matt Schaub, to me, isn't a great quarterback. But you got a great running game. You do have a great receiver to help him out. Uh, good O-line and a outstanding defense in Houston, Texas. So I guess he's he's just uh, he's definitely good enough to help those to help those Texans win. And I gotta think if Matt Schaub was the quarterback of the Vikings, we'd be twelve and two right now. When you look at our defense, as good as it can be, as it can be, little Jekyll and Hyde like at times. The Tampa Bay game they looked like crap. Washington game looked like crap, but Ponder helped out in both cases as well. Especially the Washington game with his pick six to the to the wonderful, amazing Medea Williams. <laughs> But, um, yeah, Adrian Peterson was contained by that uh, great defense. Yeah, he was contained. He never broke loose of, uh, officially in the game, at least not to Pater. He did have a 21-yard run, which it was like, here we go, here we go. Uh, yeah, they got him. Oh, well. But he still had a very good game. He did get 25 rushes. His uh, carries, kind of similar to earlier in the year, his, 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 uh, his average, only 3.4 a game, or a carry, very similar to early in the year. Ponder, very uh, a lot of yards in the game. He did fumble, which gave us a pretty big scare fairly early in the game. I believe it was the second quarter, if I remember correctly. Yeah, of course I remember correctly. Uh, it scared us a little bit there, but luckily Vikings hung on in this one. A big, uh, unbelievably big win along the way. We're going to get more into the actual game review as we continue into the, the Purple Mafia Facebook page and Twitter and all that. Uh, but and overall numbers. That's mostly for me to get into. I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna try to not read so many uh, in-game, in-game stuff. But I mean, yeah, don't stop posting them because it's it's fun. You know, you're interacting with each other. That's the whole idea. You know, and you can interact with me during the game. But I'm gonna try to chill out on some of the in-game stuff uh, unless it's like really, really something that needs to be mentioned on the show. Because if I'm only reading comments the whole time. Listeners may or may not like that, though I'm sure I'm going to try to keep as many of you listeners involved as possible that are kind enough to post on the page or mention on Twitter, tweet you know, on the Twitter account. So don't think I'm going to start cutting down on everything and you're never going to hear your names again. Yeah, you'll still hear your names. So don't worry. You know, I still want this show's model to be about uh, the, uh, the, you know, you guys out there. You guys do count. You guys absolutely count. And I'll continue to give my opinions and be... Paladino Joey, like I've always been. <laughs> so, yeah, great call, Sebastian. Yeah, Adrian Peterson did get contained. But, yeah, you say, uh, great defense by the Purple. I agree, and you're thinking, hopefully, you can lead us to a championship. Well, maybe. I mean, maybe. New York Giants win, won games, barely sneaking into the playoffs. They won titles that way. Uh, San Francisco was only 10-6 and six back in the... 1988 season. They were 10-6, and six, but it was like, I don't know, of course, everybody's like, well, it was the 49ers anyway. So, but, yeah, it, it has, it can and has been done before. 9-7, and 10-6 and six teams can and have won the Super Bowl. So, am I picking them to win? Uh, absolutely not, but it can happen. It can. Uh, again, like you said earlier, you know, no way we beat the Packers. Yep, we'll get to that later. But, uh, I understand your pessimism, Sebastian. I totally understand really hard. I mean, that might be why my numbers are down this uh, past month or so because a lot of people might not be taking the team seriously. Even though they're winning games, it's like, yeah, yeah whatever. They're not going to do anything. Where, like, in 2009, there was a legit, legit feeling like this team just might just might get there and win it all. And, um, yeah, that possibility did exist and persist that year. And um, we won't get into how it finished. 
because there's no reason to anymore. It's enough is enough. <laughs> Thanks again, Sebastian. Very cool. Facebook page. That's right, Facebook page. And uh, speaking of some of the changes, there's not going to be major changes, no. But I'm going to try to be more efficient, more sharp behind the mic, which is I've got to think you'd like to listen to. It's easier to listen to. Less in-game commentary. But again, those of you out there like the Todds, the Marks, the Sebastians, uh, you know, all, all of you guys out there like to say, man, what a great catch by, yeah, by, yeah, great catch. No, no, that, that word doesn't exist. What a great run by, by, uh, Adrian Peterson. Oh, man. Oh, great hit. Big play by Harrison Smith. Keep posting them on there. Don't, don't even, don't even think of stopping, you know, keep the activity coming. But also those out there, like I'm going to mention, like I did mention on the, uh, Facebook page. Okay, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, by the way. But I was mentioning how... Yeah, uh, I'm going to encourage you guys to ask questions as well, though. I'd like to create a Purple Mafia mailbag. There, there's not enough questions for me to do that right now, unfortunately. There's only, like, one question, and it's a pregame one by Todd. I'll get to it anyway, just because. But uh, try to keep them to the post-game, I guess. or And, of course, during the regular... During the off-season, excuse me, or the post-season, stuff like that, to be like, oh... What do you think this guy is going to do or whatever, you know? But, yeah, during the offseason also, of course, you know, what, what, you know, just ask questions, whatever you want. I'll ask at least three. Yeah, I'll ask, like, up to or at least three questions, or, excuse me, answer them on the show in the Purple Mafia uh, mailbag. I know, not the most creative name ever, but, well, whatever, it's a mailbag. What do you want me to call it? The Carl Malone, you know, <laughs> the mailman, you know? So, yeah. So we're going to try to do that. I'm going to keep the Fran Tarkenton Award and Tavares Jackson Memorial. Those are going to be permanent additions to the show. The Player of the Week and the Bum of the Week, we'll say. Uh huh. This week's not as obvious in the Fran Tarkenton era area. And uh, yeah, Tavares Jackson going to be kind of tough to pick one there. But we'll get to that when we get to it. Yeah. So I'm going to try to keep it a little more. Yeah, a little more sharp. We'll say a little more sharp, less. Just kind of reading, 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 reading all the time. So, yes, Brian Robinson was out in the game. Chris Cook was available. Very cool to see Chris Cook return from a broken arm after missing six games. That was a key in this football game. Um, (laughs) It was pretty interesting to see Christian Potter and Jerome Simpson uh, connect on a clutch third-down conversion early on. That was actually very surprising to me. Uh, uh, that's that's, That's a... topic right there going on the last few weeks here. Jerome Simpson has improved the last few weeks. Now his numbers aren't necessarily anything to like gawk at, like oh my god he's kicking butt, but he was um, he was okay. Uh, he got four catches, was targeted five times for 32 yards, but a key third down catch, that's good. That's better than what it's been. I've been impressed with Jarius Wright, actually. You know, and it's like, my goodness, why don't they play him more? What the hell? <laughs> Jarius Wright, though. Yeah, he had a 53-yard game, five catches. You know, again, nothing to knock anyone's socks out. But overall, to see him emerge the way he has, I've been pretty happy with it. Very, very cool to see him jumping a bit on the receiving core. Yes. Nice to see him show up. Uh, I did mention that I want to mention that I want to... <laughs> Here's a little thing to get to real quick. Yeah, I mean, it was Christmas this past week, and I mentioned that on the Facebook page. Merry Christmas to all of you here at the Purple Mafia Show page. Thank you, everyone, for being such an asset to the show. I really do appreciate everything, and ladies and gentlemen, there ain't no doubt about that. I appreciate all of you. So these comments I'm going to absolutely get to because this is, you know, important. 
so all of you that were kind enough to comment, you're right here right now. Uh, Mark Carlson, Merry Christmas from Iowa, Joey. Thank you very much, Mark. Merry Christmas, Joe, says Todd Vandermay. Yes, sir, he is out of Indiana. Sebastian Ball saying Merry Christmas, Joey Awajan. <laughs> because, yeah, that's a, you know, and you officially mentioned somebody on Facebook and uh, links your uh, Facebook page, which that's cool. Matt Emer out of the UK saying Merry Christmas to you too, buddy. We will get our present next Sunday versus them Packers. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're going to get to that very shortly. Yes, sir, Matt. Yes, sir. You can sense him smiling a little bit when I read that. Yes, and it, it's not a sarcastic smile at all. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you, Mark, Todd, Sebastian, and Matt for all you had to say there. Very appreciative. Very cool indeed. I uh, love it. <sighs> love what you had to say there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I do weekly, I do give out a weekly gold star. I'm going to mention that as well, because obviously being it's the holidays, you know, holidays, <laughs> Christmas and New Year's. So we're going to have a New Year, we're going to have a 2012 gold star on this show. I've already selected the person, and we will get to that very shortly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That will come out, and um, it's going to be very, very cool. <laughs> well, okay. It'll be cool for that person. <laughs> yes, hope, hope, hopefully they like it anyway. Um, uh, during the course of the game, though, of course, I, I'm a little surprised nobody commented on this, but, uh, yeah. Obviously, everybody knows it happened, but I'm just surprised nobody commented on the thread that I created. Um, Blair Walsh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and he's getting the... F yeah, okay, I, I'll save it till later, but you already get the idea. Blair Walsh hit a 56-yarder during the course of the game. That gives him nine, count him nine, 50-plus field goals in a season, and he has made all 50 of his attempts in that category. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Blair Walsh is a rookie, and ladies and gentlemen, that is a new NFL record. Holy crap, Batman! Wow, wow, wow. Blair Walsh sets an NFL record as a rookie kicker, and ladies and gentlemen, Blair Walsh is going to the Pro Bowl, where he will be joined by Jared Allen, Adrian Peterson, uh, and and Mr. Uh, Felton, the uh, the uh, Jerome Felton, the fullback, a well-deserved invitee to the Super Bowl, or excuse me, Pro Bowl by Jerome Felton. The fullback and the running back both go into the Pro Bowl. The kicker is going to the Pro Bowl, and Jared Allen is the mainstay. He is returning again. Jared Allen, Adrian Peterson, mainstays in that category. But very cool to see Felton go. He he deserves it. Vikings got a legit fullback, and uh, look at him now. He is a Pro Bowler. Good job, Jerome Felton. That is very cool to see him accomplish what he was able to there. Oh, Justin Day. Yep, here we go. He brought up the. Uh, he brought up if I was superstitious on the Twitter account. I'll mention that as well. He just says, "Are you superstitious?" And I'm like, "No, not really." Because I try not to get into that, even though it's like you know the thought does cross your mind sometimes. Like, man, should I should I do the same things I did last week because we won? You know, stuff like that. He was saying uh, so. He the last show I listened to was after the Bears lost, prior to the Packers lost. So I so I have not listened to the last two weeks, and we have won. Are, who here is superstitious? Do I tempt fate? Ah, uh, well, I hope you listen, Justin, because they won. So hopefully that broke it. Mark Carlson says funny after I said ouch. It's like, look at you. Now you guys are going to stop listening. And I'll, come on, look at you. <laughs> you must you must hate the show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it was funny, and I'm not mad at anybody for that. So, uh, well, they won, and I hope you did listen, uh, 
I hope you did listen because if you didn't, then they when they won, it's like, oh boy, now you're gonna start thinking, well, guess what? Now I'm not gonna listen anymore. We're gonna win the Super Bowl. Oh man. <laughs> Todd was saying, yeah, I'll bring this one up. He says, big game today. How do you think it will turn out? Do we win? Will the Texans shut down AP? Or uh, does he do what he does and just run wild? Should be a great game. Skull Vikings, let's go. See, at the time, I would have said he is going to, they probably will, I mean, they'll contain him a bit, but he will have a break break loose play. I thought that was going to happen, but it didn't. So apologize I didn't actually type and respond it there. But uh, hopefully in the future you guys can post a question post-game. Post-game question, because then it'll be more relevant to game reviews, which is generally what this show is about, is reviewing games. Unless some type of major news item happens, and of course during the offseason, it's all about news. Purple Mafia is all about the news regarding the Vikings and the National Football League. Um, at that point, maybe it's every other week or so during the offseason, and depending on some major story breaking then I hop behind the mic immediately <laughs> if something happens like the stadium. Of course, I was very late on that, but, well, I was working a lot and stuff. Yeah, uh, Dan Taylor from the UK says, I'm pretty sure we will lose today and won't make the playoffs, but if, we, but if we're honest, most of us would rather see Adrian break the record than watching us lose a wildcard playoff game. Good point. Uh, he says, I'd say that he needs at least 160 today to have a real chance at Dickerson's record. Yeah, I think that uh, the fact he was held under 100 yards in the game really damns those chances. Yeah, that's unfortunately. Um, so good, good, good points there, Dan Taylor. Sebastian Ball's prediction, there it is, 31-10 to 10 Houston. Yep. Ouch. <laughs> so Brent Jacobson saying he was glad that Sebastian was wrong, and Sebastian says ditto. Yeah, Mark Carlson talking about he's watching the game with his wife. Got it like that. while making cookie dough. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all my friends. Approval Mafia, Mark from Iowa. Thank you. Thank you very, very much to happen. Thank you very much for what you had to say there. Yes, sir. Oh, Todd is a very energetic guy at those posts. I, I, I like him, though. They're very cool. He's saying how he really likes Bear Wallace, but we need touchdowns, not field goals, or that's my thought. That was an in-game thing, but that's okay. I had to mention that because Blair Wallace was big, and boy, he... Uh, very, very well-deserved Pro Bowl guy. Mm-hmm. It was a very fun football game indeed. Oh, boy. Yeah. Most of this is in-game, so I'll kind of read some of them here and there. Sebastian saying, so on edge for this game, we can blow it any time. And we all know, luckily that never happened. Todd, you have a big thing here saying it's not looking good for AP. And that's true, unfortunately. Malcolm McSween out of Oakview, California, saying it's all right. The Texans' D is very good, stopping the run anyways. And Peterson already has more yards this season than he ever has. Proud of that man. Yes, sir. That was a big-time statement there. And Malcolm McSween, very, very cool. Um, Malcolm again saying our draft was awesome this year. Matt Khalil Harrison Smith, Blair Walsh, all doing good. Mark Carlson saying, give the friend Tarkin Award to Walsh. Oh, man. And, yep, we're getting there. We're getting there. We'll get to the. We'll get to that before we move into the commercial break. Or not commercial break, but I wish it was a commercial break. Just a 15-second one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so it's not too long. Oh, uh, man. That would mean the show is finally making money. That would be so cool. Uh-huh. Tony Coleman with another post saying he we worked hard rooting for our vice. Looks like it paid off. Afterward my son was exhausted. He couldn't keep his eyes open, but he was clapping and shouting Go Vikings the whole time. 
Yep, very cool. Tony on a job well done. Absolutely, and happy holidays. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to both of you guys there. Brent Jacobson asking, here we go, there's a question. So, Purple Mafia Mailbag, <laughs> do you think either of our coaches or coordinators have a chance of being interviewed for head coach jobs? I kind of hope Musgrave goes. If so, maybe we could hire Ken Wizenhunt. Yes. Assuming the Cardinals fire him. Yes. That is awesome. Brent. Yes, sir. That is awesome. The Ken Wizenhunt. I, I like Ken Wizenhunt a lot. Uh, to at least be a, co- a coordinator, if not a head coach. He, he's a damn good... I'm, I'd be surprised if he doesn't become a head coach again right away. At first, I was like, no way when he asked me. He actually texted me this question before he posted it, or I don't know, maybe maybe he did post it first. So, yeah, I wasn't trying to push the question away. It's a great question and deserves to be asked. Um, Alan Williams will be interviewed because it was at the, the Rooney Rule, so that's going to happen, I'm sure. Somebody's probably going to interview him at some point because the defense is doing good. Uh, they're more of a stay-at-home defense versus the uh, attack and force the turnover type of defense. They're stay at home, but generally it's doing very well for the Vikings this year, most of the time. Musgrave, you know what Musgrave is to me? Musgrave is a, Blair, a Brad Childress type of offensive coordinator, you know, like he was the Philly, where it's like, uh, you know, he's, he's coordinating a decent team. But I don't think Bill Musgrave will get hired as a head coach. If I'm wrong, boy, I'll be surprised. But uh, Alan Williams... I hope we don't lose him. I kind of like him. Musgrave, nobody's going to... Yeah, he's not a popular guy for um, because the offense is so damn uh, constipated. And, yeah, I think he's a Brad Childress type. I would advise <laughs> other teams to not hire him as their head coach, let's just say. But if they do, hey, man, <laughs> good <laughs> good on you. Good on you. <laughs> yeah, it's like whatever. Uh, where is it? Oh, there it is. He's, uh, wow, that's cool. Puts, posts a picture up there. Uh, a wolf-looking character. No, alligator, is it? Can't see it very well. But it's got uh, a Chad Greenway jersey on eating a cheese head. The things you put, a uh, Packer fans put on their head. Brent Jacobson saying, I'm hoping for a grilled cheese head sandwich this Sunday. <laughs> that was intense. You gotta like that. Brent Jacobson always got some awesome stuff to say. But, uh, wow, that already concludes the comments on here, unless I'm missing something. That's what I get for not being as active as sometimes. So I'm going to give the gold star to Malcolm McSween for this week, for his awesome comments. There it is. Malcolm. Yes, sir. Malcolm out of Oakville, California. Gold star winner for this week. Week 16 in the NFL season. Congratulations. There you go. (laughs) Silver star going to Brent Jacobson. Absolutely strong comments. Very cool. So Brent Jacobson, silver star. Malcolm, gold star. And now as we're ending the Facebook part, well, we're going to quickly go to Twitter and I will name the gold star winner of the year. And uh, (laughs) nobody... Yeah, obviously, and it's not a shot against, or it's not anything against anybody. I mean, a lot of people could could easily get it, but I'm gonna just I'm gonna make a choice this time for this guy. Uh, Sebastian Ball saying, "Skull Vikings." Let's be honest; it is realistic to think we'll win, and of course, it wasn't. This is, of course, on the yeah, Twitter account, twitter.com forward slash Pearl Mafia Show or at Purple Mafia Show. Do give it a follow. Um, where is he, Sebastian Balls again? 
Sebastian underscore balls B A H L S. So give him a follow, guys. He's he's he just finally got on Twitter not too long ago. So give him a follow if you'd like to. Same with Justin Rochester J Day underscore twenty four. Um, Sebastian continuing saying, if we lose the next two games, <laughs> you guys just a smiley face. A smiley face. Look at you. I'm smiling. <laughs> well, because we uh, we're in the chase and we weren't expected to get more than three wins. He was saying we weren't expected to get more than three wins, so he'd be happy at least that we were in the chase. So, yeah, a little different than what you were saying last week, but that's okay. Nothing against you for that, I suppose. Um, yeah, it was nice that we were in the chase versus the total garbage we had the last two years, and so I do actually agree with that. It's nice now. We're really in the chase after the win against the uh, Houston Texans. We're going to get deeper into playoff conversation, ladies and gentlemen, as I get through this Twitter account here very quickly. Brent Jacobson, at Brent for Liberty, the number four, that is, saying that, uh, well, I love seeing Gerhardt score. Am I the only one who was left wondering, where was Adrian on the last drive? Yeah, I don't think you are the only one. Like, come on, give him the ball. Let's see him at least get over 100. <laughs> Good thought there. Justin Rogers, you're saying he was only serious, only half serious about the superstitious comment. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Sebastian now, post-game, here we go, saying the Vikings are 109% in control of their future, win and in. And that's right. That's it. Win and in. <laughs> Very cool. Brent again saying, I'm friends with your buddy, Joey Purple Mafia. So he's talking to Farzine, so the uh, former host of the Chiefs Zone, maybe future host again, Kansas City Chiefs guy. Those guys are, uh, yeah. So having a little conversation here. Brent Jacobson and Farzine Vasugian. He's actually the guy that brought me to... Uh, Man, he's the guy that brought me to the sportsstuff.com way, way back in late 2007. You know, brought me over to there. I didn't officially start until January 28th. It was a Super Bowl preview, uh, January 28th, 2009. Uh, eight, excuse me. Super Bowl preview, Giants and uh, Patriots. The first one of those. Just an awesome Super Bowl. Oh, that's the second show I ever did was covering that Super Bowl. Man, so cool. Now I'm... Almost 300 shows in already when you combine all the shows together. Man, that is... Wow. Anyhow. <laughs> I always go down memory lane when I talk about Farzine because, I mean, he's... Man, he goes all the way back to the beginning of my podcasting uh, career in 08. 07, 08. Uh, Farzine Vasugian saying, Nice. <laughs> Joey's great at his work. I hope the Vikings make the playoffs. Very deserving team. AP with a great year. Thank you, Farzine, and he says he appreciates the support because Brent Jacobson is kind of a Closet Chiefs fan also, apparently, so that's cool. Very, very cool. I mean, I hey, listening to the Chiefs zone as much as I did, and I would still be listening to it today if I could, if the show still existed. Hopefully it does again someday. But, I mean, first and foremost, I love their color scheme. They kind of have that old Atlanta Hawks colors, red and yellow. I love red and yellow together. It's, it's just awesome. And, um... The Chiefs, kind of like, you know, Minnesota Vikings and Kansas City Chiefs. It's kind of like a classic deal where we used to scrimmage together all the time. A lot of people in Iowa kind of are Vikings and or Chiefs fans. So it's interesting because obviously Missouri is the southern neighbor of Iowa, Minnesota the northern neighbor. So they kind of go back and forth in, uh, about those two teams over there. Just like in Wisconsin, there's a lot of Bears and Packers fans down in southern Wisconsin. So eh, it gets interesting. 
So very cool to hear from Farzine and Brent, seeing them uh, interact and talk about us. Thank you for the compliment, Farzine. I really appreciate it. You're very good at your work as well, Farzine, pursuing the uh, live radio career uh, reporter or host, whatever it is. It's going to be, it's going to, whatever it is, he's going to be great at it. And uh, keep at it, Farzine, if you're listening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very, very cool dude, indeed. Young man, indeed. Yep. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, concluded the Facebook page and the Twitter accounts. It is time for the Gold Star of the Year. 2012 Gold Star winner. Are you ready? Are you ready? The man who loves Gold Stars more than anybody else. I think he's already smiling when he heard that because that's Mark Carlson. (laughs) Mark Carlson, you are the Gold Star winner for 2012. There it is. I remember back in, uh, (laughs) yeah, a few months, was it a month ago? Like, Sebastian is like, oh, you're going all out for the Gold Star this week, aren't you? When he made that picture and stuff. Um, you know, with that big Viking statue. And he did some, you know, added some stuff saying about Purple Mafia. Yeah, I mean, you know what? See, I, I actually didn't give him the Gold Star that week. I know that might have been on purpose just because I want to make everybody think that they, oh, we got to fight for a Gold Star. You know what I mean? I I don't even know why I didn't. I think maybe there was, there, there was a comment that was really awesome. But no, it was no slide at that. He, ultimately, that picture helped you get this this award. So it you did get a gold star out of it. The big one. The big one for the year. And of course, lots of great comments. Great new follower. He's been helpful bringing new listeners in. Gold star of the year. Mark Carlson, no doubt. The winner of it. And um, though other people could have gotten it as well. No doubt about it. I mean, lots of other people well-deserving. Sebastian Balls, Brent Jacobson. You know... Todd, Malcolm, all you guys. You guys are great. Thank you all so very much. Dan Taylor has always been great as well. Awesome. I mean, that guy really hits hits the issues hardcore, does Dan Taylor. Yeah, I mean, if I ever make a webpage for this show and add, like, a blog to it, I'd like Dan Taylor to be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it, you know. He, he, he is uh, good at, he is good, he is good when he writes on there. Very cool. Uh, so thanks again, all of you, for being a part of this show uh, this whole year, 2012. This will, um, this <laughs> this will likely be the last show of 2012. Yeah, uh, I'm debating. No, I I might be able to record it on the 31st. Actually, I pro, yeah. Well, I do have it off, so I got <laughs> of course, thankfully. So maybe I'll have a game there. Maybe I should have waited on the gold star, but I was gonna give it to you anyway, Mark. But oh well. Depend. I mean, I was mixed up with the times, but depends on when. <laughs> I keep forgetting that the thirty first is. Keep thinking it was Sunday, but it doesn't really matter either way. Uh, what happens? I was definitely not going to record on Christmas Eve. No, it's just that's not a nah. I, I could have, but that's like no. I'm not recording on Christmas Eve. Are you kidding me? You know, at the, in the nighttime, maybe in the day, but I was kind of busy during the day, and then well, yeah, I was busy during the day, and then. Uh, Christmas Day recording, bothering Dylan. Hey, man, where's my Collins? You know, I just didn't feel like bothering him. That would be kind of tacky of me to do that. Even if it even if it takes a second and all that stuff, it's still tacky for me to interrupt his day. It's never know what he's up to. Might not even be home anyway. So, Merry Christmas, Dylan, out there. I hope if you're listening, I'm sh- hope he is. I think he is. <laughs> so um, there it is. Congratulations to the gold silver star. I had to give a silver star in 2012. 
and that is going to go to Brent Jacobson. Yeah, Brent Jacobson's getting the Silver Star for 2012. Uh, lots of great comments, lots of things he had to say. Always, always on the, yeah, he's always on there uh, posting stuff. Now, Sebastian also as well. I mean, the Passion Award should go to Sebastian. I mean, that is Passion Sebastian. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. Sebastian's been awesome all year. He's been a great, loyal listener as well. It's like, I, I hate to not give awards to everybody. Because <laughs> you guys are, all of you deserve something, you know. I mean, you're terrific. But, yeah, I mean, Brent Jacobson have to recognize the, you know, he, he has some fun one-liners. He has some... Uh, some bits. He brings a lot of stuff to the table. He, he really does. He's a very big help to the show. Even just little text here and there. You know, at times, or maybe actually, well, yeah, lots of text here and there during the week. Always has something cool to say. So, Silver Star for 2012, Brent Jacobson. There you go. But before we start uh, doing our preview for the Green Bay Packers, we got to conclude the review for this game. Had to get to some of that conversation first, though, with, uh, you know, you know, Mark Carlson and Brent Jacobson, the award winners for the year, you could say. Yes, they are. Uh, Vikings did get four sacks in the game. Jared Allen with one. Fred Evans, Antoine Winfield, and Harrison Smith. I mean, the Vikings secondary, especially and Harrison Smith and Antoine Winfield, just been awesome all year. I mean, those two guys carrying the defense in a lot of ways. Harrison Smith forcing a fumble. Jaster Brinkley forcing a fumble as well. Couple turnovers by the Houston Texans. It was very nice to see AJ Jefferson recovered a fumble. Also, as did Everson Griffin, who's Everson Griffin's kind of always been everywhere most of the year. I I got to think he's one of the more improved players on the team. Kind of cool to see AJ Jefferson being a part of things, and he actually did fairly well. We acquired him from the Arizona Cardinals very late in the preseason. Yeah, he is. A, he's been. A, he's he was inactive for a long time. Now he's actually been okay, just like a guy by the name of <laughs> Jarius Wright, who was inactive forever. Now he's one of the leading receivers the past few weeks here. <laughs> John Carlson was targeted twice during the game, did not make a catch. There's another guy who's kind of was in and out a bit this year. Uh, you look at Jarius Wright's numbers, and you're like, he hasn't done anything for the, uh, this year. But no, he's been a factor. He's he's been he was targeted nine times during the game. Number one target for the Vikings yesterday, believe it or not, for, uh, excuse me, Ponder. Speaking of number one targets, Kyle Rudolph, the red zone king of the Vikings in the passing game with now nine touchdowns. That is absolutely insane for the Cincinnati, Ohio native Kyle Rudolph. He, I mean, wow. <laughs> if he got a, if we, if we had, a, if Ponder was playing better and he got a couple more catches this year, man, you got to think he would absolutely be in the Pro Bowl. But, well, I guess he isn't yet. I gotta think he will be at some point. I mean, whoa, what a fantasy stud he is. Even though I don't play fantasy football, he is a stud. Uh, Jerome Gerhardt, what am I talking about, Jerome Gerhardt? <laughs> Toby Gerhardt, Jerome Simpson, Toby, yeah, whoever he is. Toby Gerhardt was solid in the game. Got about four yards of carry. Got into the end zone, a red zone play for Toby Gerhardt. Even Jarius Wright with an eight-yard rush, attempting to be like a Percy Harvin. You know, and you know it's kind of sad. We're going to be making the playoffs without Percy Harvin. Isn't that depressing? If we do make the playoffs, and I think there's a legit chance we can, no Percy Harvin. Now, that's sad. Uh, Gerhardt's touchdown was his first of the year. His number's a lot lower than last year for the season, but that's because Adrian Peterson's been healthy and amazing. He is just below uh, 1,900 yards on the year. He's obviously far and away the league leader in that category, the rushing yards, almost 500 yards ahead of everybody else. Still 11 touchdowns, 1898 on the year. 
He needs 102 to be a 2,000-yard guy, and i got to think against Green Bay's defense, he will do that. Again, we are briefly going to get to that here. Uh, Christian Ponder has mentioned the only turnover of the game was a fumble by Christian Ponder. Fumble lost. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Blair Walsh made all three of his kicks, one of them for 56 yards, which was the record setter. Shane Graham, man, remember him with Cincinnati all those years? Very good kicker. He made a 51-yarder as well during the football game. That member of the, of course, the Houston Texans. Strong game by him. And, um, well, that's, he's the only guy that scored officially for the Houston Texans. Matt Schaub and that offense just could not seem to get her going. They just couldn't. Christian Ponder. Now this team, now this is one of the stats of, yeah, this is an amazing stat when you think about it. Houston Texans had, what, how many sacks on the year? Especially led by a guy by the name of J.J. Watt, who had, what, 19 and a half sacks on the season, or is it now 20? It is 20 and a half sacks. Defensive end J.J. Watt trying to get into the record books here. If he has a big game next week, he's the only guy to get a sack in the game, but it is 20 and a half on the year. A young J.J. Watt, only in his second year in the league. Wow. 11th overall pick by the Houston Texans. Phenomenal pick. And one of the reasons why that defense is so good and why they were number two in the league in sacks this year. He's the only guy to get a sack in the entire game by the Houston Texans. So, very strong game by the Vikings O-line in general. The pass protection, they get a hand. That was fantastic. Very, very cool indeed. (laughs) I'm very happy with how things turned out there. Oh, boy. So, now we're going to get to the Fran Tarkington Award and the Tavares Jackson Award. Um, well, the Fran Tarkenton Award is going to go to Blair Walsh. 52-yard kick, spectacular. He made a lot of kicks during the game. You know, you could have given it to a lot of guys. Actually, you know, <laughs> should it be Harrison Smith or Antoine Winfield? I'm going to give it to, uh, it's going to be a tie, Harrison Smith and, yeah, Harrison Smith with lots of, uh, well, he deflected a pass, he forced a fumble, and he got, uh, he, he got a sack, and he made seven tackles in a very strong game keeping the uh, Houston Texans out of the end zone the whole game. Harrison Smith and Blair Walsh get the Fran Tarkenton Award this week. And boy, it's going to be tough to really give a Tavares Jackson Award. Really, I'm having a hard time doing it. I guess (laughs) it's going to be really tough. I can't even think of anybody right now because the Vikings had such a strong game overall. It's tough. I mean, I guess I'm going to give it to... <laughs> I'm thinking... I'm just down. My head is just bouncing all over the place. I am going to give the Tavares Jackson Award to... Christian Ponder. No, I can't do that. Even he was really good. Jeez. Uh, I guess the the Vikings coaching staff... And only for not giving Adrian Peterson the ball more. Okay, down the stretch. Okay, I can't even do that. That's terrible. That's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not even going to... I don't think I can really name a Tavares Jackson award because nobody really stuck out as making a horrible play. And if my mind is going blank, I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> it's just... It's unbelievable. I, I guess... Okay, I'm going to give it to... Now, Michael Jenkins, yeah, I'll give it to him, I guess. Even he was okay in the game, but, I mean, there was a play. The one pass he didn't. He was targeted three times, made two catches. The one play, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give it to him, to Michael Jenkins, because now that it's coming back to me, the one time he didn't catch the ball, I mean, the guy barely jumped. It was a very catchable pass, I got to think. 
it wasn't a terrible pass. It wasn't a great pass, I should say. But it, I think it was catchable had the guy jumped a little bit. I mean, he must have got three inches off the ground, Michael Jenkins, on that uh, attempt. It, it was a joke. I mean, I was on the phone with Marcus the Forecaster, who is the who is my co-host on Timberwolves Explosion. I mean, we love sports, man. <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to try to get him on Purple Mafia someday because Timberwolves Explosion listeners love Marcus the Forecaster. But, yeah, it's, it's going to go to Michael Jenkins for just pathetic effort on a pretty catchable pass that ended up, you know, leading us to kicking the ball. Um, yeah, I believe that was what led to the field goal, one of the field goals, of the, the longest one, I believe, by Blair Walsh at the time. Dude, if, if he caught the pass, it would have been like a 20-plus yard gain. The guy made no effort jumping at all. Uh, if he's that unathletic, my God, get out, get, get out of here. You shouldn't even be a wide receiver. If you, you can't even jump. I mean, wide receivers are supposed to be able to jump. Jerry Wright's got less, I mean, he must have gotten four inches off the ground, so there it is, Michael, excuse me, Michael Jackson, what am I talking about, Tavares, Michael Jackson, yeah, Tavares Jackson Award going to Michael Jenkins, but the Fran Tarkington Award will go to Blair Walsh and Harrison Smith for two outstanding games down the stretch, I'm I'm glad I remembered that, because I didn't write it down, but luckily it triggered enough of an emotional response to stay in my memory banks, my mental memory banks, enough to bring it to the show. Should have wrote it down, but I was on the phone at the time, just yabbering away during the game with my co-host of Timberwolves Explosion, because that's just how we roll. (laughs) He's also my best friend, by the way, just so you guys know. You you probably could guess that when you listen to the show. (laughs) Chemistry is just legendary when we talk. That's why it's such a good show. Yeah, do check it out on thesportsstuff.com and iTunes. And that was not an advertisement for my show, my other show, but... (laughs) Just, yeah, it's, it's, I enjoy doing it that much, yeah. Just like I enjoy doing this one. And it's time to enjoy the Minnesota Vikings' possibility of the pl- making the postseason because we are going to take a quick break and we will get into the Green Bay Packer review. But first, before that, of course, NFC North Roundup. NFC North Roundup. We're going to preview the Packer game coming up this weekend. My, week 17, a 325 or 315, excuse me, start for that game. I kind of hate those games, but... Okay, not really. Yeah, I kind of hate the start time a little bit. I like to, yeah. But, but then again, the one other one this year actually ended up being one of the more fun games of the whole year, just because the, the it was a the, the company was great. It was just a fun day, and uh, all that good stuff. But yeah, we're going to get into playoff implications for the NF for the Minnesota Vikings and the National Football League as a whole. The AFC is pretty straightforward. The NFC, not so much. Yes, sir. We'll be right back right after this. Let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go 
Fight, 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 go Vikings, run up the score You'll hear us yell for more V-I-K-I-N-G-S Skull Vikings, let's go! We are back here on Purple Mafia episode number 131, which is a reminder for all iPod users and other MP3 players. Thank you again and welcome back to the show. Don't forget about Double Twist, those of you out there, the Android users. Yeah, you can get the, the show on iTunes and of course, you know, download it to your iPod and other MP3 players. But those of you out there that have an Android device, you can also get Double Twist, which mirrors iTunes and download this show and or Timberwolves Explosion as well. Thank you again. Do get Double twist if you have an Android device and uh, you'd like to listen to the show without having to be in front of the computer. Yes, or having to buy an iPod. (laughs) So, yeah, here we go. Green Bay Packers. Yeah, that's right. The Green Bay Packers defeat the Tennessee Titans in our NFC North roundup. A 55-7 devastation of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, do I have to even talk about it? I guess. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers competing a million passes. Yeah. Well, 27 of 38, good for 71% quarterback rating of 125. Three touchdowns, zero interceptions. What more is there to say? Jake Locker in Tennessee did not do good at all. Completed under, completed barely 40%, intercepted twice in the game, threw for a touchdown pass, and a quarterback rating of 41. Tennessee is just not a good football team. Green Bay Packers took advantage of it, just like the Vikings did earlier this season in the Metrodome or Mall of America field. A strong, very strong performance by the Green Bay Packers, beyond belief. I didn't know the Packers still had 50 points in them, but apparently they did. Other amazing uh, efforts during the course of the week, briefly here, Seattle defeating San Francisco 42-13, to and the Baltimore beating the Giants 33-14. to Crazy. A um, couple blowouts there. Those are the two... Um, Green Bay just absolutely putting the smackdown on the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> absolutely nuts. Greg Jennings, it's amazing, you know. Three, yep, he, he got a touchdown. Randall Cobb got a touchdown. James Jones actually was really good in the game with 100 yards and a touchdown. What more is there to say? Green Bay still has an amazing offense, obviously, as they had a couple of years ago. It helped them win a championship. But look at the sacks in the course of the game. Green Bay amassing sacks up the yin yang. They got one, two, three, four, six, because AJ Hawk got two, seven. Brad Jones also with a sack. Brad Jones, Mike Neal, Sam Shields, Desmond Moses. It's just all over the place. And of course, AJ Hawk with two sacks in the game. And he's not even Clay Matthews, who also got a sack. My goodness, man. Green Bay Packers picking up the sacks all over the place. We hope that won't be the case next week in the Metrodome or Mall of America Field or whatever. Uh, Tennessee only amassing one sack in the game. Mike Martin was able to get that one. Hopefully the Minnesota Vikings front line can do a bit more of that. And I really like the way the Vikings played against the Green Bay Packers earlier this year. And in fact, a lot of us would tell you that the Vikings should have won that football game in Lambeau Field. 
and that it was an absolute, <laughs> excuse me, that it was an absolute joke that the Vikings lost that game, and that Christian Ponder was in the giving mood. I think Christian Ponder was absolutely in the giving mood going into that game because it was kind of getting to be almost Christmas season there, and you know Ponder wanted to wanted to make sure the Green Bay Packers didn't feel lonely, and uh, yeah, it's the season for giving, you know, and you got that wedding going on now. That's finally out of the way. Maybe that can clear. Maybe that's cleared his mind, and Ponder's finally playing better. I don't know. Still say the guy lacks special skills, and I don't think he's ever going to be a great player in this league. And I'm saying that right here on Purple Mafia Show for all of you to listen to. I don't think Christian Ponder is ever going to be a great player in this league. Honestly, I think he lacks the tools to be that that type of player. But is he going to be? Does he have the ability to be an adequate quarterback in the league? Sure. So does Alex Smith. So do many others. <laughs> we'll just see where things go uh, with that. We really will. And we're happy for him. Uh, Green Bay Packers, you know, there's not much introduction necessary for Vikings versus Green Bay Packers. Honestly, do I really need to sit here and analyze the game over and up and down? Oh, boy. No, the Green Bay Packers have a great offense and a very aggressive defense. They get lots of sacks, but they also give up lots of yards. Green Bay Packers are an aggressive defense. They can be very dominating at times when they're pressing the quarterback. But at the same time, they can give up lots of yards as well. Uh, luckily, the possibility exists that the Vikings can get something going. i got to think Adrian Peterson is going to have a huge game this Sunday. Um, Adrian Peterson will easily eclipse 2,000 yards for the season on Sunday. He, all he needs is 102 yards. You think he ain't going to get that? Are you kidding me? He is going to get it. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers can get sacks, and we know that. I've mentioned that a thousand times because they have a lot. They have a great pass rush. That is going to be interesting to see how Ponder responds to it because Hunter did not respond well to it last time. Vikings should have won that game. Vikings should have won that game. The Vikings should have won that game. They should have won that game. They should have won that game in Lambeau Field. There's no doubt about it. Packers are fourth in the league, tied for third in the league, that is, with 46 sacks on the year. Houston Texans dropped behind them because they did absolutely nothing against Ponder last week. Ponder in the offensive line. They stay at 43. They had 42 coming in. Packers, almost league, almost league leaders in, the, in that category. Only two behind the Denver Broncos, one behind the Cincinnati Bengals with 48 and 47 there. Uh, and they're tied to the St. Louis Rams, who didn't do much to ponder either in uh, St. Louis, San Luis. But I think the Green Bay Packers, uh, you know, the pass rush is going to be there. There's no doubt about it. But if the Vikings offensive line can hold up the way they did against Houston, there's no doubt in my mind Vikings defeat the Green Bay Packers in the Metrodome. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, we know the rush defense for Green Bay is nothing to get too excited about. Uh, Houston's was, and Houston showed what a great rush defense can do against uh, Adrian Peterson. It's possible to keep him under 100. <laughs> Green Bay's averaging, yeah, and I even mentioned this last week. Oh, wow, it's about the same, hundred and uh, basically 112, but it's 111.9. They have allowed one, uh, 100, yeah, 111.9 yards a game against the uh, against the rush. Their pass defense is actually generally, I would think, worse over the years than it has been. Their defense ha- uh, their defense is better this year than it had been in years past, but still very capable of being beaten. It's really, when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, it's all about the pass rush. 
Um, their pass defense actually ranked higher than their run defense. So that actually spells really good news for the Minnesota Vikings coming in. The Packers are about 10th in the league uh, in run in pass defense and about 16th in the league in run defense. So the Vikings' odds of running the football very, very high coming in. It's, that's why it's all very key. The Vikings get off to a good start, take the early lead, because then you can run the football. You don't have to play catch-up the whole game and hope to hope and pray that Christian Potter can complete a pass over 15 yards once in a while, or they just hope and pray to God that once maybe Adrian Peterson can break loose for a 35-yard gain or a 60-yard touchdown. You don't necessarily have to depend on something like that, whereas if you can get an early start, maybe Adrian Peterson does break loose, or Christian Potter has a strong clutch drive, but he can get an early lead. That's the key to winning the football game. you got to start strong. you got to start early. Then you can work yourself into a lather, um, start controlling the ball, run the ball with Adrian Peterson, run, 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 and there you go. Vikings will defeat the Green Bay Packers if that is able to take place. Getting off to that early start and run, baby, run, baby, run. That's all there is to it. You can run on the Green Bay Packers. Adrian Peterson did run on the Green Bay Packers a few weeks ago. Christian Potter Gay was in the giving mood, as I've said a hundred thousand times. Sorry to bore you guys if I repeat myself too much, <laughs> which everybody is known to do once in a while in this world. I'm not the only person to ever repeat themselves. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota Vikings can defeat the Green Bay Packers, and I think they will defeat the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. I think the Vikings score 28. I think the Packers score 24 in a very clutch, very down down to earth. <laughs> Earth game. Yeah, I think the Vikings are hit the Packers hard and hit it where it counts. They get a few sacks in Aaron Rodgers. They knock the ball loose out of some of those wide receivers. And the Packers running game does not dominate the Vikings in any way, shape, or form. But the Minnesota Vikings running game will be the difference in this football game, along with the heavy-hitting defense, hopefully, <laughs> can get it done. And the fact the Vikings play at home, even though it's only a half-ass home game, because, you know, all those sons of guns are going to be in the building as well. There's a lot of cheering in that Metrodome when the Packers score, which is extremely, excruciatingly painful and annoying to listen to year in and year out when the Packers come to town. It's, a, it's like a halfway home game, but it's still going to be more Viking fans than Packer fans, just like it's more Packer fans than Viking fans in Lambeau Field. That's just common sense. That's just how it goes. Minnesota is going to pull off one of the... Mo- one of the Biggest wins in many years against the Green Bay Packers in the Metrodome, 28-24, to and a grind them, got it out. Run, run that son-of-a-bitch football up their you-know-what. <laughs> okay, up their throats. <laughs> down their throats. Down their throats, not up their throats. Down their throats. And um, that's how we're going to win the game. Adrian Peterson will get 160 or more in this football game. And, of course, Willie Clips, 2,000 yards. He will need the game of his life, pretty much, to get <laughs> Dickerson's number. But even that is a small possibility. If he can eclipse, was it 200 and... He needs 207 yards to do it. 207 yards to do it, folks. Well, to, to tie it. He'll need to get 208 yards to do it. So he needs 208 yards. Hmm. Well, guys, remember that number. 208, ladies and gentlemen. 208. <laughs> Go get it. Because if he starts getting that 190 range and you stand, it's like early in the fourth quarter, oh my. Just get ready to jump out of that couch, that chair, that metronome seat if he breaks loose in any way, shape, or form at any point. <laughs> After he gets 190 yards, 
if he breaks loose for a 20-yard gain, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. A new single-season champion. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he needs 208 yards to get there, and we'll worry about it if and when that does happen, <laughs> because it's one of those, like, yeah, it's one of those insanely unlikely things, but just, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes miracles do happen. In other uh, NFC North roundup games, you have the Chicago Bears defeating the Arizona Cardinals. Staying alive, staying alive. Yep, they're staying alive, unfortunately. So playoff implications very important there. Of course, 28-13 to Bears romp over the worst, uh, one of the worst teams in the league now after going 4-0. They actually won a game recently. Wow. Yeah, they did. 28-13 <laughs> victory, though, over the Cardinals. Ken Wisenhunt will most likely be available to be a head coach or a coordinator later on here. We'll see how that turns out. Jay Cutler, semi-healthy. Not the best game you've ever seen, but good enough against a bad team. Matt Forte, strong, extremely strong. Only 12 rushes. Managed to get over 80, over almost 90 yards. Just an amazing game for him. Brennan Marshall did not catch a lot of passes, but of course, what's his name wasn't the most accurate guy either. Either, so it's just one of those type of games, a sloppy game. But the Bears were able to pull it out, and uh, the Detroit Lions did not play. From what I <laughs> didn't know, yeah, they did. Excuse me, they played on Saturday. I'm stupid. They played on Saturday in a 31 to 18 defeat against the Atlanta Falcons, who are the first team this season to uh, eclipse the 13 win mark. Possibly en route to a 14-win season that will not deliver a Super Bowl to Atlanta, Georgia, in my humble opinion. Detroit Lions have lost seven consecutive games. Not, not. It's not a stretch to say Jim Schwartz' job is in jeopardy because that was a good that was a good football team last year that you know dominated on the offensive side of the ball and has a very very good defensive line that really got to Christian Ponder and even slowed down Adrian Peterson down the stretch at times even though Adrian kind of woke up in that game as well. Uh, wow. Matthew Stafford still, still still got about 450 yards in the game, but he had to attempt 56 passes to get there. 66 completion percentage, not bad at all, but no touchdowns, unfortunately for him. Matt Ryan passed all over that Detroit Lions defense, and that was all she wrote. Detroit Lions, wow. I mean, what a difference a year makes. They're 4-11 and 11 now, seven consecutive losses. I feel for you. Mike Hansen. I really do. Is it <laughs> uh, Jason Hansen? What am I saying Mike Hansen for? I, I was looking at somebody else. So, yeah, I feel for you, Jason Hansen. I, I really do. Over the course of your great career, going to see what happens there. Will he be back next year? If he doesn't, I don't blame him. It's like, cause it's like here we go again. Been through it a million times over there in Detroit, Jason uh, Hansen. Good luck to you. Yep, so now we get into the playoff implications. Washington Redskins defeating the Philadelphia Eagles, giving us a headache a little bit there. But luckily the Dallas Cowboys do not defeat the New Orleans Saints. The the Saints, actually the good guys for once, defeating the Cowboys in Dallas. That is really good news. 34-31. to So the Dallas Texans, no, I'm kidding. The Dallas Cowboys, 8-7, a whole game behind the Vikings. So they need uh, luck. They need lady luck to get into the playoffs. Though, if they they still could win that division where they play the Washington uh, Redskins next week. That is a big game. So one of those two teams obviously is going to get in. Most likely, well, yeah, one of those two teams is for sure going to get in because somebody has to win that division. Um, so one of those two teams is going to win the division. And then uh, we go from there. 
Washington is nine and six. Dallas is eight and seven. Dallas at nine and seven would win the division, but the New York Giants also still alive. Though they need actually they need Washington to win the game. They need Washington to win, Dallas to lose, Minnesota to lose, and Chicago to lose to get into the postseason to clinch that sixth spot. So they need a Washington, and uh, so they need it to be Washington and New York getting in, Minnesota and Chicago not getting in. So then that would leave them with Green Bay, Atlanta, San Francisco, and uh, Washington. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. To, and Seattle. Yep, that was the other team to get in. Seattle is in officially. The Seattle Seahawks crushing the San Francisco 49ers. An absolute craziness <laughs> deal there. What was it? 42. Yep, 42 to 13. Seattle is absolutely in with a 10 and 5 record. What an amazing season the Seattle Seahawks have had. They are officially the funny team, you could say, in the NFC, though some people might even say Minnesota is the fact that they might make the playoffs after a 3-13 and record last year. Seattle, a lot of people not taking them seriously, and I wasn't either. The, that win over the Green Bay Packers, you know, it was like, yeah, it wasn't just luck. Obviously, that was a great defense and a timely clutch offense. I got it done, and, uh, of course, bad refing as well on the last play of the game. Green Bay should have won, but who cares? <laughs> Too bad. Green Bay still made the playoffs, and Seattle is making it as well, no doubt about it. And Seattle absolutely deserves to be there. They did pound the Vikings earlier this year, so I was a bit worried that you got teams like Washington, Tampa Bay, Seattle, and uh, at the time, Chicago as well, all having defeated the Vikings earlier this year, fighting for a playoff berth. It's like, oh, here we go. You know, we're so screwed. But luckily, uh, well, Washington is going to get in no matter what. Or, I mean, if Washington gets in, it won't it won't be at the expense of the Vikings because they'd win the division. Whereas, uh, yeah, the Vikings control their own destiny now. They've earned it with a win over Houston. Vikings defeat the Green Bay Packers. They're in. Otherwise, they would need, like, New York to lose, uh, Dallas to lose... Yeah, then you, because Washington would be tied with us anyway, so they are going to be in over no matter what over us. So um, they need, yep. That if the Vikings lose the game, they need Washington or they need Dallas to lose, and uh, New York to lose. Teams like that and Chicago. Yep, they would need all three of them: Dallas, New York, and man, I'm all mixed, mixed up. Dallas, New York, and Chicago all to lose. Should the Vikings not pull out a win over the Packers, but I do think they will win in a dramatic fashion. So we'll just see what happens. It's going to be very interesting to see how things turn out. New York would need all those teams to lose though, and them to win. New York, the least likely to make it. So uh, just watch. Just watch the Giants make the playoffs. And then guess what? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to make this prediction right now. Right now. Right here. Very early here. If the New York Giants somehow miraculously make the playoffs due to a big group of circumstances, they win their second straight Super Bowl. What? That's right. The New York Giants will win the Super Bowl if they somehow find their way into the postseason. <laughs> yeah, but uh, with that said, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they go 8-8 eight and eight or actually 9-7, and seven, but luck will not be on their side in the end this time. We'll see what happens. But if they do make it, they will win the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. You heard it here first. AFC is all pretty much locked up. Indianapolis Colts are in. Cincinnati's in with the sixth seed. Colts are in with the fifth. Then you got Baltimore. You got uh, you got your uh, you got your New England. You got your Denver, and you got your Houston. We're gonna see where things go there. Denver, New, New England, and uh, 
Houston all duking it out for that number one seed, the most likely team to get it right now, probably the Denver Broncos, believe it or not. That is unbelievable if the Denver Broncos can have the number one seed going into the postseason. Woo! I mean, that is unbelievable considering how, well, they barely made the playoffs last year, and then Peyton Manning comes in with a neck injury, you know, after, off a neck injury, to think that they would be that much better, and that Peyton Manning would be this good. Uh, that is pretty amazing what they were able to pull off. Uh, it was very cool to see Cincinnati defeat Pittsburgh. That's why they're in the postseason, and Pittsburgh is not. So the AFC is set. It's more or less the fight over the home field in the end of, in the AFC right now. Who's going to get the bye? Who's going to get the number one record and all that good stuff? The NFC is still very much uh, going to be interesting, but I do think Minnesota and uh, Washington will be in the postseason, filling in the last two spots there. Um, Seattle, obviously, and San Francisco will be the, uh, two other spots, and then you got Atlanta and Green Bay. So that's how I believe the AFC, the NFC, excuse me, will uh, come together. That is my personal belief. We'll see what happens. Minnesota will have the sixth seed. Who would be the fifth? Uh, Seattle or San Francisco, the loser of that. And then, of course, you got the winner of that. And um, yeah, and then you got Green Bay, and you got Atlanta. And Washington. Washington would be the fourth seed. But, yeah, we'll see how things turn out. It's going to be very fascinating. Do enjoy this weekend. In a lot of ways, it's the it's the first playoff week. <laughs> it really is. But Week 17 is always a very fascinating game, indeed. <laughs> it always is. It's always just a lot of fun to watch. So I hope all of you enjoy it. And uh, hope for the best for the Minnesota Vikings. And if I don't get to this show before the 31st, if it's not released by then, Happy New Year and good luck in 2013. Yeah, good luck, right? Well, there there, will be good luck, and the Vikings need it. <laughs> so, with that said, we are going to wish all of you a nice week again. Safe week as well. We'll see what happens, and stay warm also. <laughs> it's been pretty damn cold. So we'll talk about the hopefully playoff-bound Vikings on episode number one. 32.